welcome to the podcast of Carolina Church. I am Anthony Moore, the senior pastor. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I'm teaching today a series on silent suffering, dealing with mental illness. I'm teaching this series so that we can know better, know our pain better, know ourselves better. I believe that you will be blessed as a result of hearing this information. Stay tuned and see what God will say to you through this teaching. He's worthy to be praised. I began a new series today as I began to minister regarding mental illnesses, mental illness. I want to title this sermon, Silent Suffering. Would you do me a favor and look at someone and tell them silent suffering? I want to I want to preach today on this Unity Sunday, starting our new series on silent suffering. Specifically, I'm dealing with mental illness, a subject matter that we don't tend to talk about in church. If I could get you to draw, go with me to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. And I want you to focus in on verse 4, if you will. 1 Kings chapter 19. Allow me to give you the intro to the series on today. I'll continue preaching this on my next preaching assignment. If you are interested in getting the series of these messages, you can certainly do that. And also the last series I just finished called Lemonade. And um, I promise you it will bless you. In 1 Kings chapter 19, if you will, which chapter, Carolina? 19. What verse are we looking at? Verse 4. Let's zero in on verse number 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die, saying, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Mm. But he himself went away, went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die saying, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. 
Robin, I want to preach today, silent suffering. Silent suffering. You might be seated in the presence of Almighty God. Silent suffering. Without mental health, we cannot be healthy. I want you to take that down with you before you leave. Without mental health, we cannot be healthy. Any part of the body, including the brain, can get sick. think I will, Brother Ricky. Any part of the body, including the brain, can get sick. We all experience emotional ups and downs from time to time caused by events in our lives. Mental health condition goes beyond the emotional reaction to specific situations goes beyond that. There are medical conditions that causes changes in how we think and feel which alters our moods. These medical conditions can literally alter our lives simply because they make it hard for you and I to relate to others and function the way we used to or in a way that is perceived as normal. Without proper treatment, without mental health conditions, without us going for help with our mental health conditions, those conditions can worsen and literally make day-to-day life hard and difficult. Unfortunately, you all, mental health is not a subject matter that's warmly embraced within the church. It's not something that's warmly embraced within the African-American community because historically, We have held deep beliefs in Christianity that allowed us to survive even the horror of slavery. When our ancestors were suffering in slavery, all of that happened to have been a time when all they had was their faith, which for them was their freedom. The intersection between faith and freedom can be found, you all, in our Negro spirituals, in our stories of deliverance that were passed down through generations. So for us as a people, we developed a mindset that we can pray away mental illnesses. May I suggest to you, you cannot pray away mental illness just like you cannot pray away a broken leg. (laughs) 
in addition to our faith preventing us historically from dealing with mental illness. Culturally has also been a barrier to us tackling this issue head on. Many of us grew up in households where there were rules like keep your feelings to yourself. How about this one? Don't air your dirty laundry. Maybe this one was more appropriate for your household as it was for mine. What goes on in this house stays in this house. I think that because of this way of thinking, we've got to be very careful and we have became very suspicious about how information is taken and used against us, that we've developed, y'all, these coping strategies that in the past kept us alive without acknowledging or addressing the issues that currently no longer can serve us. Now listen, you've never said, it's just cancer, get over it. So why do you say that about mental illness? I believe that many persons still see mental illness as a personal failure as opposed to a medical condition. I believe. That many persons still see mental illness as a personal failure, as opposed to a medical condition. And that makes people embarrassed to share what they are struggling with. Uh, Allow me to list, if you don't mind, I want to list a couple mental health um, disorders so you can identify with what I'm talking about because all of us know somebody who has suffered from or suffering from, including you who look in the mirror at yourself. Let me list them. First one is major depression, major depression. How about um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? You know, ADHD, which by the way is what they normally diagnose our young people with. How about um, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, substance abuse. Sometimes if you smoke the wrong stuff, laced with the wrong thing, I wish y'all wouldn't act like y'all don't know. It'll cause you to lose your mind. Schizophrenia. Bipolar disorder, paranoia, anxiety. Y'all, mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or it's a combination of all of these. Mental illnesses are associated with distress and are problems functioning in social work or in family activities. Let me give the statistics to you. Nearly one in five adults experience some form of mental illness. 
How about one in 24 has a serious mental illness? One in 12 has a diagnosable substance use disorder. Mental illness does not discriminate. I'll say it again. Mental illness does not discriminate. It can affect anyone regardless of your age, your gender, your ge geography, your income, your social status, your race, your ethnicity, your religion, your sexual orientation, background, or other aspects of that which in fact finds itself separating you. But no, mental illness does not discriminate. Now, if mental illness can attack us without discrimination, why can't we attack it without discrimination? While mental illness can occur at any age, three-fourths of all mental illnesses began by age 24. Mental illness takes many forms. Some are mild, only interfere in limited ways with daily life, such as, y'all, certain phobias. But there are other mental health conditions that are so severe that a person needs care in a hospital. Which brings me, by the way, to my text. The story is told about a preacher who was called to preach a revival out of town. Each night prior to the revival services, he would eat at a different church member's house. As we all know, preachers are often stereotyped for loving fried chicken. And we call it the gospel bird. So each night, Brother Paul, every one of the hostess bought into the stereotype that every preacher loves chicken. So on Monday night, he had chicken. Tuesday night, he had chicken. Wednesday night, he had chicken. Thursday night, he had chicken. Brother Holly, when Friday night came, he looked up and the hostess brought in, guess what? Once again, a big plate of chicken. The hostess asked y'all the preacher if he would ask God's blessing over the meal. This is what the preacher prayed. Dear Lord, I've had it baked. I've had it fried. I've had it young. I've had it old. I've had it tender. And you know what? I have had it, y'all, kind of tough. But in the midst of this, y'all, I need God, I need you, God, I need you, God, to bless this bird. Thank you. I've had enough. Mm. I wonder, is there anybody in here who has ever felt like the preacher? Not necessarily about chicken. But have you felt this way about life? I'll wait for you. I know you're saved and sanctified. And you're Holy Ghost filled. 
But have you ever felt this way about life? You ever felt this way about the troubles you endure? Or the problems you've encountered? Have you ever felt like saying, God, I've had enough. Yo, if you ever felt like this, I need to tell you you're not alone. There's a prophet in the Bible whose name is Elijah who expressed the same sentiments to God. Elijah told God, God, I've had enough. I've had enough. I need to state this on the onset of my sermonic presentation that y'all Christians do get depressed. Didn't like that. I'll do it again. People of faith do get depressed. Oh, I'll wait for you. I said, people of God do get depressed. Let me help y'all with this. There's nothing wrong with a Christian who takes anti-depression medicine for depression. Uh-oh. This does not mean that that person has a lack of faith. So there's nothing wrong with antidepressants. Are you hearing me? Elijah tells God, I have had enough, Lord. I have had enough. Y'all, what makes this statement so remarkable and so telling is that in our text, it is in the 19th chapter. But in the 18th chapter, we read that Elijah was on the top of the mountain, was having major success. Wonderful things were happening in his life. But one chapter later, he finds himself in the valley. I need y'all to hear this. Listen, y'all, it doesn't take long to move from the peak to the pit. I need you to hear me today. It doesn't take long. And let me just also drop this on you while I got your attention. I don't care how saved you are. Y'all, usually when the enemy wants to attack us, he gets us right when we are most successful. I need to go back. I got to go back. I got to go back and tell you all because some of y'all trying to act like, you know, Pastor, this can't happen to me. I tap too much Holy Ghost. I know the Lord too well. I've been on this journey a long time. May I help you with something? Elijah had marched in before wicked King Ahab and announced to him that he would, it would only rain by his word. And as the Bible said, and y'all, his word came true. He told the wicked king Ahab, it ain't going to rain because y'all are doing God wrong. And God gave him what he told the king. How about this one, y'all? Y'all, he, Elijah, was miraculously fed by ravens in the midst of the drought. God's hand was all on him. Y'all, not only that, how about this? Y'all, it was, y'all, Elijah who went to the widow's house in Zarephath and saw that her meal was low, but told her, make me a cake first. 
And if you do that, God's going to add to what you in fact already have. So that every day you go to the barrel, you have just enough to make you some cake and to make your boys some cake. Well, God answered that thing. How about this? Her son dies. Guess who goes in and raises the boy back to death? Delight. Well, it was Elijah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Now, let me help y'all with something. If Elijah could leave all of that, turn the corner just that quick and become depressed, I want to ask you something. What makes you think that you're so saved and sanctified that you can't end up in a mode of depression? Ah, listen, listen, I, I need you to know it doesn't take long to move from the peak to the pit. One minute you are elated. The next minute you're deflated. One minute you're up. The next minute you're down. Elijah is deflated now. God's hand was on him. But he's messed up. I'm sorry. That means then you can have God's hand on your life. And still find yourself depressed. I feel like preaching today, y'all. He's depressed. Now, if Elijah, who is the greatest among the Old Testament prophets, let me help y'all. You didn't know this. Elijah didn't die. He just rode away in a chariot. That's how bad he was. Y'all ain't helping me. Now, if Elijah, who is the greatest prophet among the Old Testament prophets, if he can get depressed, then ushers can get depressed. Singers can get depressed. Musicians can get depressed. Hold it. Elders can get depressed. Deacons can get depressed. Preachers can get depressed. Hold it, hold on. Pastors can get depressed. Whether you know this or not, there has been a great number of pastors who have committed suicide. Let me help you all, because there are those of you sitting in this audience today, and the thought of suicide has crossed your mind. I need you to know that everybody can get depressed. Bishops can get depressed. I love the Pope, but even he can get depressed. Elijah got depressed. In fact, look at what James writes about Elijah in James chapter 5, verse 17. In James chapter 5, verse 17, I'm going to quit. I'm not through, but I'm going to quit because time has gotten me, but I want you to see this. Elijah was as human. This is what the the book says. I'm in the New Living Translation, by the way. It says Elijah was as human as we are. He was just like we are. He was as human as we are, which simply means, you all, that Elijah is like us. And we 
are like Elijah. So that means, Rochelle, that if Elijah got depressed, then that means that we all are susceptible to depression. Allow me to give you my first point before I take my seat. The first point of my sermon that I want to wrestle with is um, the reality of depression. I want to hang there for just a minute, you all. You all give me um, one more minute, and, um, and I'll, I'll bring this to a close. Let me, let, I'll pick it back up next week, but watch the reality of depression. The reality of depression. How about this, you all? Depression is often called the common cold of emotional illness. That's what it's normally called, the common cold of emotional illness. Why, pastor, is it the common cold of emotional illness? Because it's common. It's common because anybody can be susceptible to it. As a matter of fact, one out of every eight persons are experiencing depression in one form or another. Depression is common. It's common for saints. It's common for the saints in the Bible. We've, y'all, we've already established that Elijah got depressed. But not only did Elijah get depressed, I got to show you all this. There's another prominent Old Testament leader that also got depressed by the name of Moses. If you go to Numbers, y'all, Numbers chapter 11, real quickly. Numbers chapter 11, verse 10 through 15. Y'all, Moses heard all the family standing in the front of their tents, weeping, and the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated, and Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so miserably? Y'all, this is Moses talking to God. What did I do to deserve the burden of a people like this? Watch verse 12. Are they my children? Man, is he talking to who? Minister White, he's talking to God. Watch what he says. Am I their father? Is that why you have told me to carry them in my arms like a nurse carries a baby to the land? You swore to give their ancestors? Watch verse 13. Where am I supposed to get meal or meat for all of these people? They keep complaining and saying, give us meat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load's far too heavy. I'd rather you kill me than treat me like this. Y'all don't read y'all Bibles. Please spare me this misery. Elijah says to him, take my life. Here you and I see Moses saying, stop the world and let me off. Elijah got depressed. Moses got depressed. Go over to um, Psalms 42, uh, if y'all don't mind. 42 verse 5. The writer of that psalm got depressed too. Here's there. 42 verse 5. Here's what it says. Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I'll put my hope in God. I'll praise him again, my Savior and my God. That writer right there, y'all, I don't care how you read that. He's depressed. So Elijah got depressed, Moses got depressed, the writer of Psalms got depressed, but I keep forgetting, y'all a New Testament crowd. So I'm going to take you over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8. Guess who else got depressed? Paul got depressed. He says, for we would not, brethren, 
have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much that we despaired even life. Y'all, Paul got depressed. Not only did um, Elijah get depressed, and other prophets got depressed. Got one more for you. Dr. Cohen, how about Jesus got depressed? Where, Pastor? Go to Matthew chapter 26. Watch verse 38. Then said Jesus unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Do me a favor, shift to the New Living Translation. They don't believe me. He says right here, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. I've just showed you five great personalities in the Bible. Elijah, Moses, the writer of Psalms 42, Paul, and Jesus. All who experience depression on some level. Now, let me ask you, does this not establish the fact that there is a reality to depression and that you will never arrive to a certain stratosphere of faith where you are exempt from experiencing depression? You can wear that plastic smile all you want. But a plastic smile will not hide the reality of depression. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast of Carolina Church. Because Carolina cares, I'm hoping that this teaching series will cause you to not be the same. Hoping that this series will help you heal. Stay tuned to what God will do next as we go higher in his word. He will.